eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And it is a breaking news edition of the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, breaking into your normally scheduled programming at BOL. I've always wanted to say that. You know, I've seen it on regional, local, national news stations. Now we get to say it right here on the Built by Bama online podcast. And joining me for today's news, Alabama beat reporter and team insider, Charlie Potter of the BamaOnline.com staff himself. And uh, Charlie, we have learned that Najee Harris, junior running back, he of 1,200-plus rushing yards during the 2019 season, will in fact return to the capstone for one more year with the Alabama Crimson Tide, your initial reaction to that news, Charlie, given what sort of the sentiment was maybe even a week or so ago? Yeah, I think people that have been, you know, following this on, on BOL have kind of seen the, the tide turn. Sorry for the pun there, but for Najee, because you know, right after the bowl game, we started trying to get a feel for a lot of these decisions. Um, you know, there were three players that we felt really comfortable about that were going to you know, declare for the draft and forego their senior seasons. And that was Jerry Judy, Jedrick Wills, and Najee. And, uh, you know, Jerry Judy and, and Jedrick Wills announced uh, this past Saturday that they were going to declare for the draft. Like I said, that wasn't much of a surprise. But we didn't hear anything from from Harris along the way. And uh, as time has progressed, um, you know, it seemed more and more likely that there was a chance that he was going to come back to school. And now we know that's the case. And I think just from, you know, Hearing things from others, from just really from gathering information and, and reading the tea leaves of this thing, you can tell that I don't think he was that happy with the feedback he got from the draft. And, um, you know, a lot of the times when they get that feedback, Nick Saban's very transparent with, with the players. Uh, a lot of the times when they have a first round grade, uh, those players are told to, to leave because, you know, that's a, a prime opportunity for them and their families. And I just think with the running backs that are in this draft class and where Najee might fall into that mix, he wasn't all too happy maybe with what he heard. And I think that's a direct result of this decision. And you know, hopefully I think for him that he could uh, improve that draft stock by coming back another year. I mean, he was riding high at the end of this year, but uh, you never know what can happen with another year in school. And that's uh, that's essentially what his decision came down to is to return for one more year. Yeah. And when you look at the situation, he reenters at Alabama. That had to help because you're right. There's J.K. Dobbins in this draft. There's DeAndre Swift in this draft. There's Jonathan Taylor in this draft. Um, so there is a little bit of a, a backlog of running backs at a position, as we know, in recent years 
it kind of starts in round two for a lot of these guys. I mean, there's a precious few these days that, that have a real chance, a legitimate opportunity to go in the opening round of the NFL draft. Uh, but when you look at the situation he's coming back to, um, opportunity certainly should be abundant to him with the quarterback transition. And Charlie, this is a guy that can help you cover for losses at multiple areas of the offensive side of the ball, quarterback, but also losing a couple of these receivers because Najee was a prolific dude in the passing game in 2019. Now, I think that was one of the biggest areas for him. I know he was very successful on the ground, and he was running stronger and stronger as the year went on, but he was a real threat as a receiver. And uh, to lose guys like Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs to the draft, I know Alabama got some good news with Devontae Smith back, but when we're sitting here, you know, during bowl prep and after the season ends thinking that Alabama could lose its top three receivers, you start to, to worry about a guy like Jalen Waddle because he was going to probably be double covered uh, a lot if he was the lone guy returning. But to have Smitty back, I mean, not only that, but to have Najee Harris back, that takes a lot of pressure off of those uh, receivers because, yeah, I think Najee really uh, progressed and improved as a receiver catching the ball in the backfield. Um, yeah, I think that he's going to be a valuable asset for whoever wins this quarterback job because you have a guy that rushed for over 1,200 yards uh, beside you. You have a guy that I think improved as a pass protector. Not only that, you have another uh, guy to throw the ball to. So whoever wins that job, I think you know having a guy like Najee back is huge for them. That takes a lot of pressure off their shoulders, and I think he can help this team in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's not like Najee Harris is limping back to Tuscaloosa because he had six 100-yard games in his last 10-11 contest of his junior season. Combine the receiving yards, he had 1,527 yards from scrimmage, 20 total TDs, including seven touchdown receptions, the most ever by a player at his position uh, in, in Alabama football history. And there is that historical perspective now that you have to consider with Najee Harris coming back, Charlie, in that you look at Alabama's all-time leading rusher, Derrick Henry, 3,591 yards. Najee coming back through 42 career games, 2,377 rushing yards. That puts him roughly a season in like he had in 2019 away from topping a pretty prestigious list of players when we look at that all-time uh, rushing uh, list. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that you could obviously strive for and see some positive for if you're Najee, because I think he is disappointed uh, with what he probably heard back from the NFL. But yeah, I mean, that's that's huge because Derrick Henry had a monster season in 2015, and it wasn't like you know he would just burst onto the scene that year. He was getting carries before, and you know, if Najee can go out and produce another year like he did uh, this past season, he's certainly capable of that. You you got to think that. Well, what Alabama has returning with a guy like Dylan Moses coming back in the middle of that defense, a guy like uh, Alex Leatherwood coming back to have four starters uh, returning on that offensive line, that he's going to have an opportunity for that in more games. Alabama played in 13 games this year. I think he wants to play in you know 14 or 15 this uh, this next year. So he might have some opportunities. But the interesting part of that is, too, is Alabama's got a lot more running backs um, on its roster now. Uh, you're going to have a healthy Trey Sanders. You have three star, um, pretty pretty stellar uh, freshmen coming in that they just signed. So there are more mouths to feed, but uh, I think Najee showed that he can be the bell cow when they need him to be, and it'll be interesting to see if he can get close to that Derrick Henry mark. Yeah, I, I think similar to Derrick Henry, 
when Derek was going into that 2015 season, a little bit of the knock on Najee or maybe a concern is that he isn't a home run guy, right? Um, you know, he's a guy that I think an amazing stat for Najee Harris is the fact that his career yards per carry average is 6.1. And that's despite the fact that his longest run from scrimmage in three seasons at Alabama is 35 yards. So this isn't a guy who's, you know, shown at least to this point that he's going to take it 70 or 80. Uh, he actually, his, his longest play from scrimmage at Alabama to this point, uh, is, is in the, in the passing game, had a 42 yard reception. I think that may have been the one against South Carolina where he went Superman on about three different South Carolina defenders, but, I think there's certainly some things that he can prove. And I think this offense, again, is set up in a way moving forward in which he's going to have not only more of those opportunities, but maybe more space to work with from time to time. Let's get into that from the, and we'll, we'll run through the running backs after this. And I don't want to turn this into an offensive line breakdown, but again, you talk about the attractive nature of coming back. Uh, when you return four starters up front and you consider some of the combinations that are out there that could even improve this group for 2020, um, what do you like about that group? And, and maybe some, some possibilities there because you are going to have to replace Jedrick Wills. Uh, what all do you think that might entail in trying to do that? Yeah, I think if you're Najee, you look at it as getting the band back together because he was really successful down the stretch and the offensive line Alabama put together, um, you know, after the first couple of games was, was really stout. And, uh, I think they can move some pieces around. Uh, obviously getting Alex Leatherwood back at left tackle is big. I'll be really interested to see what happens with Evan Neal at left guard because now with Jedrick Wills moving on, you, you kind of think that he maybe would slide over to tackle. Uh, we'll see what happens. Alabama has some some options there, uh, obviously. I think one of the guard spots is going to go to Deontay Brown. I think he could probably stay at right guard. And the thing that they, they showed early on is that a guy like Landon Dickerson can move around as well. He played uh, guard and center. And I think if, if Neal kicks out to right tackle, you can slide Landon Dickerson over to left guard and put in a guy like Darian Dalcourt or maybe even Chris Owens. Chris Owens started the season last year. Um, you lost that job because of injury and then the way that Landon Dickerson in that group was playing. But uh, a guy like Darian Dalcourt someone they're really high on at that center position, and I think that would make that offensive line even more formidable, uh, just giving a guy that's a true center, someone they feel really strong about, and, and moving some guys that are versatile enough around to, to get them in the right spots. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it's hard not to be intrigued by the possibility of doll court. Uh, jumping into the middle of that offensive line. And you're right, you know, with Landon Dickerson, he's shown in the past he can play tackle, he can play guard. Uh, so he provides you with some supreme uh, flexibility and some versatility. And the same thing, as you said, with Evan Neal. This guy came to Alabama as the number one offensive tackle prospect for the 2019 recruiting cycle. So uh, a nice situation regardless of how it plays out 
for Alabama along that offensive line. Now let's get into, Charlie, the running back roster as we know it at the time of Najee Harris's decision. And by the way, still got, still has until January 20th mm-hmm. to, to finalize these things. That's the official deadline for underclassmen to declare for the 2020 NFL draft. We need to go ahead and throw that in there as sort of a disclaimer. Um, but we hear about Jerome Ford entering the transfer portal, perhaps going to move on as a redshirt freshman. But you bring back Keelan Robinson. You bring back Brian Robinson. Uh, Chadarius Townsend was with the running backs during the 2019 season. Uh, and then you talk about three true freshmen entering that mix. Uh, you, I think, said it very well earlier. A lot of mouths to feed. Obviously, it starts with Najee. Um, but I would say a, an interesting situation if you're Brian Robinson, um, because that situation as the, the, the 2019 season played out, that gulf between himself and, uh, and Najee became quite wide in terms of touches. So, uh, kind of run through that a little bit. We'll start at the top with Najee and Brian Robinson. You throw Trey Sanders in that mix coming back with these three. I mean, it's it's it is literally a crowded house over off Bryant Drive right now. It is, and you know, I think if you're Alabama, you like that because you have a ton of talented backs. But yeah, I think with Najee returning, yeah, he's clearly still the number one running back. And the thing that I was most interested in to see this season is how that top three kind of played out with the healthy Trey Sanders before he injured his foot in the preseason. So I think uh, Sanders is a, is a talented back. He's a guy that. We talked about Najee and how he doesn't have just that home run hitting ability in terms of his speed out of the backfield. Trey Sanders is that dude. He can do that. And uh, I think that's a nice compliment to Najee. And I, I'll be really interested to see what happens with Brian Robinson because, um, you know, they were kind of that one-two punch this season, but it was kind of more like um, Brian was more of a complimentary role to Najee. I mean, they kind of leaned on number 22 a lot down the stretch and, uh, they they moved you know Brian a lot, uh, around a lot to where he was maybe a fullback and H back. They used him in a lot of short yardage situations. So I think that role's still there for him as a guy near the goal line, or you know you need to pick up a couple of tough yards. But um, I'll be really interested to see how it plays out with those top three because those are talented guys that um, have that number one back ability. Uh, I think Brian Robinson needs to show some more things. The spring and the summer to, to gain more carries, but, um, you know, the, the three they have kind of at the top, and that's just assuming that, that Trey Sanders comes back healthy and, um, you know, is in that mix. I think they're as talented as any in the league when you just look at what Alabama could put on the field, um, with their first team offense. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier, that dynamic ability, and that's sort of what you anticipated Trey Sanders bringing to that mix before that that unfortunate injury very early on back in August in fall camp. Charlie, I, I think that, that role's still there for the taking. You know, whether it's Trey Sanders, um, you know, whether it's Roydell Williams, uh, whether it's Jace McClellan, and perhaps we're sleeping a little bit too much. I'm not because I love the guy, but Keelan Robinson can bring that to this offense if given the opportunity, I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Nick Saban, every time he talked about Keelan this past season, he, he mentioned the juice that he has, and we saw that. I mean, you know, Keelan's a guy that as soon as he touches the ball, he can he can get to the end zone. So he has elite speed, and I think that he just helped himself over the course of the year. We saw him really pass Jerome Ford 
uh, in that pecking order. And Jerome Ford's a guy that started the first game after Najee Harris and Brian Robinson sat for the first quarter. Uh, so he kind of you know, trailed off a little bit, and that's why I think he ultimately entered his name in the transfer portal. Um, I'll be really interested to see what happens with some of these talented freshmen they have coming in. You mentioned Wardell Williams and, and Jace McClellan. Those are you know, two of the, the best players at their position in this entire recruiting cycle. And um, I think they're guys that Alabama want to try to get involved uh, to some extent. And, yeah, I think you, you look at it, and you mentioned Chedarius Townsend earlier. I don't think – I'm not – predicting him as someone that's going to transfer but I think we'll probably see Townsend in a, in a new home uh come springtime just because they have so many guys at the the running back position I think he can maybe yeah. move over the receiver maybe he helps in the uh, defensive backfield because those are areas where they have a, a few guys leaving but um I, I don't see him sticking around at running back when we talked about how many mouths they have to feed and that's not even mentioning a guy like Kyle Edwards who I think the staff is pretty high on as well so mm-hmm. it's just it's one after the other after the other you start listing them and then you have to kind of count on your fingers to make sure you're not forgetting somebody so um I think a guy like Keelan Robinson with his speed and then the this the allure and the the ability of these young guys they're going to be you know pushing those older guys at the top for the for playing time and for carries yeah, I think uh, even with Najee coming back, Charlie, when we talk about the top storyline or the most intriguing storyline for the running back position when this team opens spring drills in March, it's going to have more to do with the next guys up. And with Roydell Williams and Jace McClellan in that mix as early in release, where's Trey Sanders at in his recovery? Is he going to be at a point in a couple of months where, at least on a limited basis, he can jump in there and compete with those new guys? What's Brian Robinson's place in all of this moving forward? You touched on some of the versatility that he can offer to that mix, especially when you have some questions about the tight end position. Maybe you're able to use uh, Brian Robinson more in that type of role, although... It looks like Jalil Billingsley is a second-year player, might get a boost in terms of reps uh, to go along with Miller Forstall. A lot of different things to consider there, but I'm going to go with, again, sort of that next wave of being a, a focal point for us when it comes to the running back position. What about you? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just it's going to be tough to keep up with those guys because – we're we're going to be talking about a lot of positions. Quarterback is obviously going to dominate spring ball, but you know, with Najee kind of bringing about a surprise to the group, it's just how is it going to shake out? Um, a lot of these uh, position groups are position battles and things like that. You know, who's going to step in as a starter for a guy that's departing? But you got everybody back that's uh, a big time contributor at running back, and then you add more to that. And um, yeah, I know we've talked about it a lot right now, just talking about the mouths to feed, but. Where do these guys kind of fill into that? Will be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, you know, how healthy is Trey Sanders? He's a guy that, you know, during bowl prep, um, and even I think it was before the Iron Bowl, he was out on the field and, and doing some drills and moving really well. He didn't do a lot when we were in Orlando, uh, but the times we saw him before that, I think he was moving around really well and seems to be uh, progressing nicely in his rehab. And will he be able to to contribute or maybe even go through? Um, you know, the eight day game, wherever that might be or what that's going to look like, uh, will be interesting to see for me, um, just his contributions because, you know, in, in a situation like this, I'm not saying Trey Sanders is going to get passed up. I think he's too talented, but you know, if, if you are having to sit for spring practice, there are a lot of other dudes behind you that are, you know, chomping at the bits to get an opportunity and, um, you know, you need to be on the field as much as possible. So I'll, I'll be really interested to see, you know, how much he's able to participate. 
and then where they just kind of move guys around and what they do with them because you know in the past we've seen eight day games where they just don't have enough running backs and they're using walk-ons that's not the case this year they're going to have plenty at their disposal and it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it all plays out best of all worlds isn't it Mm -hmm. for Alabama's offensive staff and that you've got a proven 1200 yard rusher coming back uh you, you don't need to to put uh, an excessive amount of work on his tires uh in the spring and that in of itself allows you to really get a good look and get these younger backs uh involved in things on a day-to-day basis and you got a couple of example setters and this is where we we really need to be careful not to overlook the value of Brian Robinson, right? Because from the running back perspective, it's almost like inside linebacker getting Dylan Moses back, but you're also getting Josh McMillan back at inside linebacker. And I think Brian Robinson is that kind of guy when you talk about running back to go along with Najee, not even so much just in terms of potential on game day, but every day in terms of how you want this next wave of backs to come along, Charlie. No, I think that's a really good point is that there are a lot of young players that Alabama will be counting on, not only maybe in 2020, but down the road. And for them to be able to sit back and to learn from guys like Najee and Brian Robinson is just invaluable experience, especially the guys that get on campus early and go through summer workouts and things like that, just to see how an experienced back in the SEC handles his job. Um, it's, it's invaluable for those guys. And I think that Brian Robinson, you know, being a guy from Tuscaloosa, um, having gone to Hillcrest High School and, and grown up, you know, loving Alabama football for as long as he has, to have that, uh, also is just really big for these young players. And, um, yeah, I think that's just something that while he might not be the guy that gets the most carries, I think that Brian Robinson, you know, does what he's asked to do. He plays on special teams. Uh, he's back on kickoff returns as a lead blocker. He'll line up as fullback. Uh, he does the dirty work and to, to see that, um, that effort and that willingness to do with the coaching staff ass, I think that's really big for those young players. There you go. Najee Harris. Gonna run it back, as the kids like to say, Charlie. See? See, I'm in tune with how things work, even, uh, into my fifties here. But hey, as always, appreciate you joining us here on the Built by Bama Online podcast. Charlie, always great work there with us at BamaOnline.com. Be sure to keep up with all the breaking news first on the roundtable, the premium message board there with us at Bama. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.